Thanks for tuning in to the HR Uprising podcast. I'm your host, Lucinda Carney. The HR Uprising is focused on helping forward-thinking people professionals deliver real lasting value in their organisations. I'm a chartered psychologist, speaker and trainer, and recently authored the best-selling business book, How to Be a Change Superhero. My day job is founder and CEO of software and training business Actus. This gives me the opportunity to work with other businesses like yours. We are focused on building a better workplace for people wherever they are located with the help of our performance, learning and talent management software and our training and consultancy services. Every week on the podcast, I will be covering different topics and challenges, joined by relevant experts and real-life people professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoy and get value from this week's episode. Hi there, just jumping on to let you know that our next open programme, How to Be a Change Superhero, that I run personally, is almost full, but we have a few more places. It kicks off on the 4th of November 2021. So if you'd like to know a little bit more about that, head over to the HR Uprising page and you'll be able to see a bit more information on the three module programme. It's all virtual. It's highly personalised. It includes one-to-one 360 feedback and coaching by me. So if you'd like to work on really getting underneath the principles, the practical principles of change, then why don't you take a look at that? It's usually a really brilliant, engaging programme and I thoroughly enjoyed running it. So do take a look if you'd like to join us on this next cohort. Hello and welcome to this week's HR Uprising episode. And we've got a very special episode this week. I have got a special guest called Ruby Harrison who is joining me. And we're going to do a real HR episode. And the reason I wanted to talk to Ruby was that she was our thousandth member of the HR Uprising LinkedIn group. So we were really delighted to have somebody, especially because you're you're in a graduate HR role, Ruby. So it's perfect for you to learn lots from the members of the HR Uprising group. Um, And so I thought it was just nice to get someone who's starting out their HR journey um, on the podcast and to get to know you a little bit. So welcome, Ruby. And to tell us a little bit about what your role is. Yeah. um, Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Um, It was a nice little surprise after I joined the group. Um, Yeah. So I'm I started in HR about 18 months ago. Um, I joined the NHS graduate management training scheme. Um, But when I was applying for that, I decided to apply for the HR stream. mostly just because I thought it would be interesting I thought the idea of kind of focusing a bit on the people who work for the NHS rather than a a big patient focus kind of appealed to me a bit more um so I decided to just kind of give it a go um and yeah I started that in March 2020 which obviously um Pure COVID then, basically. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I started, I was in the office. I was, so my first role was in, uh, I was part of a kind of divisional HR team um, in a a hospital. And I was in the office the first two weeks. And then 
obviously the first lockdown happened and we were all kind of told that we should go and work from home, which was quite hard because I hadn't really got to know how anything was sort of done or how anything worked at that point. So yeah, it was quite difficult, but the team I was in were really lovely. Um, They just kind of, they kept in touch the whole time and they included me in all of the sort of team catch-ups and everything. So I still got to feel like I was part of the team. Um, But it was obviously not the kind of introduction either to the NHS or to HR that I was expecting. Yeah. Um, So, but that was okay. And then by about June or July last year, we started coming back into the office one or two days a week. So I was back in. um, And that role was very much I suppose kind of operational HR so I was looking after the um the children's hospital I mean say children's hospital it's part of the same hospital but you know the children's directorate that's the word I'm looking for um I was there I was quite fortunate again just kind of by chance that one of the members of the team went on maternity leave at that point so I basically kind of stepped into her role which was good because rather than just doing bits and pieces here and there, I had kind of a, a defined area to look after. So I I mostly, I suppose, was doing um, absence, you know, supporting with absence management. I supported in various ways, starting with note taking and then uh, supporting investigations uh, for a few disciplinary cases as well. Which So were you sort of shadowing really, people, basically? and. Were you working alongside somebody who was carrying it out and you were supporting? Uh, I was, at first I was doing that. So the first bit I was mostly shadowing, but then quite quickly they kind of gave me, um, so with sort of the disciplinaries and things, I started off, I just sort of took notes in some meetings and hearings so that I was there. And then by the time I got to be sort of actually supporting an investigation, I kind of had, I suppose I was really familiar with the procedures and everything. And then my manager, who was the um, kind of deputy HR business partner, he was always sort of there to help. So I asked him and he would, you know, um, help me with drafting letters and help me with uh, things like that. But I kind of mostly just sort I suppose kind of learned on the job in a way and with again with absence management I started off you know asking for lots of advice from Mm -hmm. the other other people in the team and sending you know helping with that and then started actually kind of going to some absence meetings um, having you know discussed the case a bit with my manager and then going to the absence meeting and, and kind of actually giving the advice myself. So I did I did get quite a lot of practical experience, which was really good. Um, and what else did I do? I, I also did, uh, so we did some work on kind of appraisals and I, I sort of led the project to try and improve appraisal compliance. So I did quite a lot of that as well but uh, as I say it was quite uh, operational quite sort of uh, reactive I was you know people would phone me or email me and ask for advice on what to do 
about you know maternity pay or maternity leave or sick leave and things like that and I would kind of I suppose at first I'd go and ask someone or I'd look at the procedure and then as I got more confident I kind of could work out how to do it um so what did you do before myself, was, yeah because I was gonna say because if people are phoning you stuff you don't you don't necessarily know you'd have to go and look that answer up yourself or ask somebody I'm assuming because you're new into the organization right so is that what you were you're having to go and look it up or yeah. ask somebody basically yeah so most of the time if someone phoned me and asked uh if I couldn't give them an answer I would say I'd you know say okay I'll, I'll get back to you later and I'd go and I'd ask someone else or if it was something I thought you know I knew was in a policy somewhere I just needed to find it I'd go yeah. away and uh, and look at that but as I say the the team I was in were really really supportive so even if there wasn't anyone else in the office with me or if I was at home there'd always be someone sort of online who I could call or um yeah uh, so when I did have those questions and I wasn't sure there was always kind of somebody I could ask which yeah. was um what was your degree yeah. in before you came into this uh well so it's a bit weird so I did medicine um I but I didn't finish my degree so I did uh a degree in medical science kind of halfway through and then I was studying medicine I was in my well I was resetting my fourth year um and I decided it wasn't for me so I decided um that I didn't want to uh be a doctor I suppose um and then but I after kind of taking a bit of time out and thinking about things I realized that I thought I probably did still want to work in the NHS or in healthcare um which is what kind of got me looking at the the NHS graduate scheme um but obviously just kind of coming at it almost from the opposite side yeah Um, interesting yeah yeah so did you how did you decide on HR when you applied to it did you have to choose a certain stream of um of which HR or business or were the different streams to choose or finance or something to choose from yeah so there's loads of different streams in the in the NHS graduate scheme um the main ones are the so general management um, and finance, and then there's HR. They also have ones in things like health informatics and health policy. Um, but when I was applying, because they, they've now started doing two cohorts a year, March and September, right. but my year was the first March one. So for that, the only kind of ones on offer were finance HR and general management um and I kind of knew finance was not an option and then the the general management so that would have been more you know managing services in terms of you know a little bit more kind of hands-on running of different hospital services and then obviously HR um and I decided again I suppose partly after my degree and after my experience with that I felt like I'm trying to think of a way that saying this doesn't sound bad I felt like I wanted to be more involved with the people working in the NHS rather than direct patient care yeah um sort of indirect yeah kind of patients yeah 
helping, obviously supporting, you know, the running of the NHS, which is all about patient care at its heart, but without kind of actually directly doing that myself. Um, that was just kind of me in a way. And also I thought that HR has more of kind of a wider, I suppose, options for the future um, in terms of being able to kind of take what I learn in the NHS and transfer it elsewhere. Not that I kind of know that I will do that in the future, but just that I think... Yeah, it's very transferable. Th- yeah, it will be. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, and I'm sure you get a lot of really good... Um, insight into challenges I suppose in terms of all the transactional stuff there's plenty of that going on to get experience of isn't there in the NHS so you really can kind of cut your teeth in terms of uh, of that because it's a you know and, and and what better place also to support people um you know engagement as well because it's so pressured and um you know it, so anything you can do to, to be supportive in that area is, is definitely a, a beneficial um you know you've got a great place I would say to cut your teeth what aspects mm. of the um what aspects of HR I appreciate obviously to start off with it is going to be quite a lot of the operational stuff what interests you what sort of um things would you like to do a bit more of you said you did a bit of appraisal you've done a bit on sort of absence management are there things that you'd like to get involved in yeah um Something I did a little bit of, but I'd like to do a lot more of is uh, kind of work on on equality and diversity and inclusion. I did some work with the EDI team, but yeah, I'd like to do a bit more of that. Um, And then a kind of recent interest, I suppose, um, partly because as part of the graduate scheme, we're doing um, a postgrad diploma in human resource management and one of our recent modules we were looking quite a lot at talent management and also I was having a conversation with someone else who I work with at the moment about talent management and things and I think that's something which I haven't really done any of at the moment but um I would I'd like to experience more of um yeah, there's lots of things, really, I suppose, isn't there? I think one of the things that I've kind of learned is how broad the kind of the world of HR is, really, yeah. and how much there is that you can do. Um, and it does, at the moment, it feels like I haven't done that all that much of it. So, yeah, uh, definitely I'd like to have more of that strategic um thinking I suppose you know putting it thinking about it yeah yeah um and actually the the placement that I'm going to next is with a commissioning group um so I think then I will have a bit more of of exposure to that uh like you're saying it's kind of I'm very early in my career so there's quite a lot of things that I'm interested in suppose I just don't really know uh yeah absolutely and it's just get get the experience of as many things as possible I mean in the commissioning groups they're going through a lot of change at the moment aren't they in terms of those so that'll be quite from a change management point of view culture change piece to get a bit of um insight into I would imagine there as well because mm-hmm. that's that's the thing isn't it because obviously I was 
when I was, I, I, my job was classified as HR, but I was in learning and development. And actually that's entirely different mm-hmm. and organizational development. So it's kind of a subset, but it's really different um, in terms of the sort of conversations you're having with people, um, you know, compared to somebody who's in a reward role or a recruitment role or um, say a really operational role. So it sounds like it's an ideal place to go and get, you know, cut your teeth and, and try lots mm. of different things. And obviously, you know, use your network as well. So, and, and the network in the HR Uprising LinkedIn group as well. It, it is really useful to understand the different things are out there because I don't think you know until you actually go into the job how many different elements there are, are there. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm at the moment. So there's a one of the really good things about the NHS graduate scheme is that we have an opportunity to do an eight week. uh, They call it a flexi placement that we organize ourselves. And that can be, well, pretty much anywhere, as long as we kind of there's a reason for it for our own development um, and that we can kind of bring some of those skills back in. And that's what I'm doing at the moment. Um, I'm doing it with. A, a company called PTHR. Um, oh, I don't yeah. know if uh, you know Perry yeah. Tim. Yeah, Perry Tim. Yeah. 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 Um, and that was, I just reached out to him and asked if I could kind of spend some time with them. And that's been fascinating because it's so different. <laughs> um, partly kind of the size of the organization, but the way that they work and, and the things that they do and the kind of, because they aren't doing very much of that sort of operational transactional HR they're much more focused on kind of you know transformation and Mm -hmm. and, um, teams and and managing that so that's been really fascinating um, and has really kind of opened my eyes to some of the different sides of, of HR so and Perry's yeah, a great so person to live funnily enough I've got his book right by me here you go the energized workplace so uh, he's a great person to to learn from I'm sure and great fun yeah and, and, and great energy so it'd be nice to yes, be part of that yeah. team sure yeah no the whole team is is so lovely and again um it's been interesting kind of doing that remotely and kind of they have a really good way of making you feel like part of the team even though I haven't obviously met any of them in real life so that's um that's really really good and yeah it's just interesting to get that different experience um and hopefully then when I go back into my next placement and we're kind of that will be yeah more focused probably on some big the big changes going on in in commissioning at the moment and hopefully kind of some of what I've got in the last six weeks now has will help with that and yeah yeah. so what's how how many how much longer have you got in your NHS um how many more placements have you got to go so just the one so uh yeah in a couple of weeks time I'm starting uh with yeah the the commissioning route which at some point will become the integrated care system so that'll be obviously quite a big uh a big bit of work on on transformation and change there so that should be interesting and that will be until sometime next year so because of covid again there's kind of a bit more flexibility in terms of when it finishes but it'll probably finish around sort of July, August next year. So that again, will be quite a long placement with them. Um, Hopefully 
a chance to kind of really get involved and sort of have my own things to do and really kind of yeah do that work get quite involved in it and get quite a kind of good knowledge um and then yeah next summer uh I'll finish my postgraduate diploma and finish the scheme and then that'll be when I'll be kind of well obviously a bit before then I'll be looking at what I do next okay so for, and so, and so it's not automatically in the NHS but you in, in principle you can apply to within, within the NHS or you can look outside the NHS at that stage for for roles yeah so it's not a kind of guaranteed you know here is a job for you mm-hmm. um because lots of people when we start the scheme you're given a, a kind of option of places to go but then you you don't there's no guarantees you can end up anywhere okay so um so I moved from Wales um to Oxford to do the scheme um so although you know working in Oxford has been lovely my intention is to kind of move um move back closer to home um so we they kind of give us that they say, you know, there are lots of jobs, obviously, in the NHS. Yeah, they're always are. kind of looking. All looking over the country. People. Yeah, all over the country. So it's kind of a, just a question of, you know, what you're looking for and what you want to do. Um, and I, yeah, I'll be looking definitely in the NHS uh, because I, as I said, you know, whoever I do it forever is a different question, but definitely in the kind of near future I'd, I'd want to stay in the NHS and do that so perfect well I hope some people there might be people listening you never know it's always good to expand <laughs> yes. that network isn't it and, and a lot of it is you know relationships and, and um, networking so um Ruby wish you lots of lots of luck in this coming up placements I'll say the change is certainly be plenty of that because I work with one of the CCGs um local to me mm. at the moment and um and wish you lots of success to your future career and do use our network and to listeners out here um you know and other people in similar positions uh you know wish you lots of success with your ongoing hr career thank you for being our thousandth member of the hr uprising group um and hopefully we can get lots of people talking and sharing ideas um and their experiences and in terms of that so thank you for coming on yeah thank you very much cheers ruby thanks I really hope you found this week's episode useful and enjoyable. If you did, perhaps you could recommend us to a friend or colleague or give us a review on your platform of choice. It really helps new listeners to find us. Now you can access links to any of the information mentioned in this show via the website www.hruprising.com. Further free resources are also available at www.actus.co.uk. There you can also find out more about our software and training solutions. Finally, why not join our LinkedIn group, The HR Uprising, to share ideas and collaborate with other like-minded people professionals. Thank you for listening to The HR Uprising podcast.